0: Welcome to Tudutuga, the Everything Portuguese Soccer Podcast. I'm Kevin Jesus. That's Christian Ferrer, Mitch Frere Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, you are likely watching on YouTube. But hey, welcome to all of our people listening on Spotify. That's right, to the Everything Portuguese Soccer Podcast is now available on Spotify, so you can take a listen whenever you would like and uh, have some fun. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting to see us kind of uh, growing this uh, little fun podcast by the fans for the fans. How are you guys feeling today? Awesome, awesome. How are man? you? No, doing good. Doing good. It's a good day of soccer. So uh, it's been a busy uh, few days, that's for sure. So uh, why don't we get started? Uh, Liga de Portugal in full swing. We're now into week three. But before we kind of get to that, let's just backtrack a little bit to week two, where the first big matchup of the season happened it was Sporting taking on Braga, and uh, you know I thought it was going to be a draw. Uh, So when we get to our panel picks, you'll you'll see that I'm no longer perfect. Uh, But that's okay. I I need to allow you guys to get back into this. Um, But uh, no, Sporting, they did really well. They ended up getting the win against Braga. What would you guys think?
1: Yeah, I thought it was uh, a dominant performance up until the red card. Uh, We looked, you know, smooth. We played well. We were on top of them the whole game. Uh, Jovan with the beautiful header, beautiful header. It was an underrated how hard that header was to, to score. Uh, Pot's another. I'm not even going to go into that this podcast before you start uh, bugging me there.
2: But yeah, another beautiful goal. I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it in there. Amazing okay. finish. Yeah, right? <laughs> I thought it was a little weak on Matija's part, so the keeper, yeah. but it was a very well played well placed shot. Yes,
1: and then uh, uh, Reis, he he like you know, damaged the team a lot with uh, the red card. The first yellow was questionable because he just threw the ball up and he got a yellow card for that. Second one, you can't question. It was a second yellow. But he was only on for 10 minutes and boom, out. Yeah. And Then, yeah, they made it They made it nervous for us right at the end there. But I don't know if you caught this, Mitch. After uh, Sporting scored the second goal, there was a huge scrap with the fans that, that went on.
2: With the fans, yes. No there I was didn't a, see that? Yeah,
1: there's a huge fan. They wanted to underreport it a little bit because of the cartel that they want yeah, to yeah. implement. But, but yeah, there's a huge fight.
2: Yeah. But I thought Braga was missing Ricardo. Orte. He he, fish falta. Yeah, they were missing him big time. That's yeah. a big player in a big game like that. I think yeah. Braga really, really missed Ricardo Orte in that game. And if you guys
1: forgot, he picked Braga to win two nothing. So, how hey did man. that go for you, bud?
2: Hey, man, you know what? I got <laughs> to try and you know, get uh, get some some of these results that uh, nobody else is going to pick. That's the only way I'm going to win this thing. I know, but, you know. but at and, the
0: same time, Mitch, we need you to do well because in some ways I want you to win the panel picks just to force Christian to wear a Benfica jersey. Honestly, so. sure. <laughs> Kevin,
1: I don't want to cut you off there. I think he secretly wants to put the Sporting jersey oh, on. Oh, well, hey, there man. you go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We have plenty of those kicking around. Hey, how about, uh, Porto guys? Uh, you know, they're doing pretty well, as we can see here in the standings. They're currently sitting in third spot or tied for first anyways with six points through two games, uh, four and one, uh, four goals for one goal against, uh, but big news this week, uh, signing, uh, Wendell up to, uh, until 2025, 28 year old left back from, uh, Brazil formerly played with, uh, Bayer Leverkusen. Um, what are your thoughts on, on this signing? I mean, it seems like it's a pretty good, uh, move by Porto. I mean, Sergio Constanzano has got to be pretty happy.
2: Yeah, this one strikes a nerve because Benfica was going after Wendell as well. Uh, we needed a left back really badly and we were after him. I don't know if you guys seen this, but Benfica even went out and got a jersey done up with Wendell's daughter's name, Vitoria, and gave it to him. I mean, Benfica was pulling out all the stops to try to sign this guy and Porto ended up getting him. Um, yeah, I mean, I felt like we needed him a little bit more than Port did, but whatever it is, he's a very good player. Um. So, you know, it sucks to see him at Port. Um, you know, if you want to talk about Port a little bit, Uh. you know, their game against Famalico, and it's a lot of drama in that game, man. I agree. Uh, do you think uh, them getting him has uh, something to do, adding on to what you're
1: saying with that Zaidu mistake that uh, Famalico tied, but they took it away from him?
2: Yeah, I mean, they've been, I think they were looking at Wendell before that game, yeah. but if anything, Zaidu and if we know anything about Sergio Conceição and the way he is as a coach when a guy makes a mistake, uh, he, he doesn't forgive, man. <laughs> so and he was losing it. I don't know, I don't know that Zaidu right? is going to be seeing much <laughs> playing time. For those of you who didn't see it, Zaidu gave the ball away at the end of the game. Uh, familico ended up scoring a goal that that was disallowed very controversially. Um, I, man, I mean, whatever technology they they have to deem whether or not you know they're offside or not. I honestly, I still look at it and I don't think that goal was offside. So
1: what what I think,
2: uh, I don't know if you knew this
1: this year. There's supposed to be a trial for error. They, they implemented this week. So there's no a margin those, of error. Or margin of error. Sorry. Uh, so there's not going to be those two millimeter offsides anymore, but now they just allowed a 20 millimeter or centimeter offside. And the thing with those, if you just move it half a second up, it changes if it's offside or not. Like if, if the moment they contacts the ball, if it's a second earlier or a second For later, sure. it yeah. changes everything. Yeah. So personally, not because i'm on the rival side i thought that was a very very bad call you know i thought i thought personally it was a goal but what are you gonna do do? it's it's the
2: technology (laughs) that they have we can't really argue it but the fact of the matter is port did not impress me against him yeah they did not impress me
0: okay but does this signing then change things for them uh
2: I don't know that it really changes a whole lot. I mean he's a good player, but I mean they've been
0: looking for a left back, a solid left back, and and now they've got it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's definitely good. I mean, does it does it, you know, rock their world and put them playing at a different level? I don't know. It remains to be seen, but if uh if he was playing like i'm uh, sorry if Porto was
1: playing a formation like bifica sporting does i think it would be huge impact because that wing pack position with the three center backs is huge mm-hmm. i mean it's gonna make Porto better but like to completely change the dynamic i don't think it's gonna
2: do too too, too i much. mean when a played played in left back position yeah, um, and he's usually a right back yeah. and he did okay in the yeah. left back role. Yeah. Um, Maria, I talked to him about, I talked about him last week. I was very impressed with him. He played another very good game at right back. So, you know, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, he, this Wendell guy is good. Um, you know, who's stepping it up though. Is that Tony Martinez? Tony Martinez. Uh, uh, I don't think or... they're
1: missing Marega much right now. You know, Cause 100%, he is on man. fire.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and that's a good point. You know, Tony Martinez came in from Familico. and you know a lot of expectations when he came in, but it was hard for him to really take Morega's spot. Yeah. So now that he is there, he's shining, man. He's done really, really well. I agree. That was that was a huge. He's
1: been a huge step up for Porto. Because last year, he came off the bench. He yeah. scored some really big goals. See, but...
2: What's going on with Sergio Oliveira? He started yeah. on the bench, man.
1: Well, he hasn't come out really well this this year. He doesn't look as polished as he did last year for yeah. some reason. But yeah, he's definitely I was very lost surprised the form. to see him. I mean,
2: I thought maybe there's been some talks about him potentially going to Wolves. You somewhere know, else. You don't know what happens in the locker room because you know how
1: close he sound is, man. Right? He's a yeah. hot head. So maybe maybe Sergio Oliveira. This I'm just assuming at this point maybe wanted a, mm-hmm. a move because he's getting a little bit older. Yeah. So maybe he did, and they had a blow up. Maybe his morale's down. I'm just—you can only
2: assume. But yeah, yeah he definitely. Yeah. I was very surprised down. to see him on the bench. I mean, he's—he's he's one of their biggest players for right? sure.
0: So, guys, moving ahead to this week. Uh, I mean, in about 40 minutes, it'll be kickoff between Gilles Vicente and Benfica. Pretty sure I read somewhere that Benfica hasn't started a year winning five straight games and that's all games uh you know meaningful games in like a number of years maybe it's 10 years or something like that i'm not sure it's actually 38 years I is it 38 years yes 38 years. i, okay, I can't like, believe that that's <laughs> insane. So Gil Vicente, I mean, they haven't allowed a goal yet this year. I mean, is this ripe for the picking? Is this an opportunity for Gil Vicente to p- do a little bit of an uh, an upset here or are we just kind of thinking this might be a draw? Like what are we kind of thinking here? Because the other thing to keep in mind is Benfica is also coming off a, you know, a relatively boring win over PSV, but hey, they got the win. Um in Champions League, we'll talk about that in just a little bit, but uh is Gil Vicente here? Is this is this a game we need to keep an eye on today?
1: Let you go.
2: It's going to be a very difficult game. has yeah. looked very good this year, um, and because Benfica is still in between, you know, uh, Champions League qualification here, they're not going to be fielding. I think their their best eleven. I mean, we've got depth, so it's not a huge issue. Uh, the question is again, what, what does George Jous go with in terms of formation? He's been he's been swapping between, you know, the three five two and you know a 4-4-2 so you know it's going to be interesting we've got a couple of injury, injuries to deal with Murato, uh came in uh, against PSV actually had a really good game I was very impressed uh, Brazilian center back because Vertonghen's out uh, Ferro's all, also injured so he came in really well um, you know, I we've got we got lots of depth, but Giovissa's gonna be a good team, it'll be a good test for us. It'll be interesting to see again whether he goes with uh Yuremchuk or Gonzalo Rums. I wasn't really super impressed with the uh, Yuremchuk against PSV, um, but you know, he he came in really really well against Oroca, he scored a goal, had an assist, so you know, it could be just. Taking some time to get yeah. to get settled in with the team. I actually, right, well, it on Chuck. He he looks really good. He, like he looks good against rocker yeah. but then he went in, you know, against PSV, and it just it's, he wasn't. It's hard to sometimes because
1: he's, yeah. he's new to the team, right? Yeah,
2: hundred percent. And
1: adding on what you're saying about Jović, I think in years past, Bifika would have had more trouble, but like you said, man, they have so much, so depth. much depth, like. We should like, not we,
2: be struggling. At yes, and we
1: talked about it last week, man. Like they, it's hard to pick an eleven for Bifika because there's so many good players, yeah. and I might actually—it's you know, a good problem to have. Don't yeah, get me wrong, is. but it, it could also go against. Well, them. we
2: talked about this last week. BeFika needs to have two go-to squads with yes. Europe and everything, and and they have enough depth to to do that. And I
1: think once, if they do qualify, if they do qualify it will be more of a stationed 11. Mm-hmm. But like since now they're concentrating so much on the Champions, on the Champions League, League, that's yeah. definitely priority for them. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, just taking a look here at the betting odds right now, and obviously Benfica is the favorite, but pretty good odds. If you're thinking that it could be a draw... You know, for every dollar you put down, you're going to get three in return. So pretty decent uh, odds there in your favor if you're thinking that Jules might be able to slow down Benfica here. But, um, you know, something to keep in mind, by the way, they also have uh, for uh, goal scorers. If you think uh, Sefrovic is going to be the first goal scorer of the game, again, pretty good odds there. Um, so something to keep in mind as, uh, as as you move forward. For those of you who like to play the odds, of course, this is by CoolBet.com. Um, which, by the way, single game betting is legal in Canada now, so this is uh, this is all good. Uh, <laughs> obviously, you can tell it's something that I like to do. Before uh, we move,
2: before we move on ahead. to Europe, I I wanted to talk about Santa Clara Morelia last week, two to an absolutely crazy, crazy game. Uh, it saw three late goals, a goal, I think, in the 89th minute, two goals in the 90th minute. And there was a lot of drama behind this game, and I'll tell you guys why. Santa Clara, we talked about their issues with COVID, had basically 14 players that they could field for this game. And they wrote a letter to More dance to ask More dance, to basically reschedule the game because of their issues with COVID. More Dance responded and said no. Because last year we had issues with COVID. And we played the game. So no, we're not going to reschedule it. The controversy here is More Dance, yes, did have issues with COVID on the sixth week. They asked – I can't remember who they were playing, but they asked to have the game rescheduled. They said no. They only had 17 players to field. The following week, they put in the same request, and the team agreed. So that was the big controversy is, yeah, Moreiras did have to play one week with the COVID issue. The following week, the other team agreed. Now, I don't know how – the league cannot step in and say, no, Morales, it is. You guys have to, you know, you have to reschedule. 14 players is not enough for a team to go in. So, Santa Clara was super super pissed about the fact that Moreirense didn't didn't allow them to reschedule the game. So there was a little bit, it was a pretty heated game. Um also and, they have Europe competition, and they which have which is Europe. good for Portugal. 100 so percent So I was I was when I heard that, I was so pissed. I could not believe it. I could not I, I'm like the biggest uh, uh Non-supporter right now. I I hope they lose and every fucking game this Mitch, season. I know we talked about it in our group
1: chat. We are so close to catching France for the fifth 100%, best. Dude. We're like twenty points back. Our point. Two zero points back. You'd think a team like Moriris would want to support Santa Clara. Not even support. Not support. I mean, it's, not it's, support. That maybe that's the wrong word, but they have a big game next week, which will help the league. Man, yeah. it's just good
0: sportsmanship. But to Mitch's point, that's where the league needs to step in 100%, and, and take 100%. ownership of that. Because, yeah, I mean, obviously, other teams are in it for themselves. There's a lot of money at stake. You know, you don't want to be relegated or anything like that. But at the same time, like the the league you have a league for a reason. They need to make Absolutely. these difficult decisions and that's what they need to do. You talk about Europe, Santa Clara. Um, I've got to say, I was not expecting them to pull out a W against partisan Belgrade. And they certainly did. Now they're going to be in tough this week because going on the road there, uh, they have, uh, I'm not sure what their COVID protocols are, but I'm sure they're going to allow fans. Um, that's going to be very difficult. It's going to be a hostile environment. I think Santa Clara is in for a wake up call. Um, Passos Freire, wow, pulling out the W against Tottenham. Taun- now, keep in mind, Tottenham Taun- fielded basically a B team. Um, it certainly wasn't their, their starters, but nonetheless, um, good confidence booster for the uh, this young Portuguese squad.
1: I agree. I think even Tottenham's Taun- C team... Is no. twice, you know, they're off, they're 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 getting paid three, four times more than Pas's whole team, right? So yeah, Lucas Silva with a great breakaway goal. I thought it was a massive goal for Paso one of the biggest in their history going up against a team like Tottenham, uh with the huge win, which is again, we talked about it a little bit earlier, is huge for Portugal, right? and We're so close to France to pass them to be the fifth best league, which ironically is a league Messi Neymar, Mbappes in you know what a story that would be, right? Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, honestly, I was cheering that past two goal like it was sporting, yeah.
2: man. It's, it's really
1: good for Portugal. Yeah. I honestly really enjoyed that game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Also, New good, good for... for go ahead. ahead. Right. I was gonna say, is is under some heavy fire. Uh, people did not like the team that he fielded, and as, as excited as, as we all are, expect Tottenham to field a much better team because that is not acceptable okay, for but, a team like Tottenham, right?
0: But but for Tottenham, though, it, it, the Conference League is a brand new league this year, and it's the third tier of Europe. Okay, We're not talking Europa League. We're not talking Champions League, certainly. This is the third tier. Do you care? Like, like if you're Tottenham, does it matter? Like I don't know. For me, I'd rather be putting all my focus on. I mean, yeah, it's nice to be in Europe and all that stuff, but I'd be, rather be putting my focus on the English Premier League, the FA Cup, and trying to secure a spot in Champions League for next year. Conference League, you don't need that. You don't need that experience. You don't yeah, especially the-
2: because it's not a. So prestigious, it's, it's, yeah. The, it's lacking the prestige of a Champions League or Europa League. I agree, but like you don't also want to run Tottenham's name through the
1: muck, no right? Doubt. Like yeah. this is embarrassing, right? At the wow. same time, at the same time, yeah, it's their second, their team. Which I'm not saying they should go and play like all their starters, but um, this is a game that they should, you know, do a little bit better. Because like I said, like I go on Instagram. And everybody's making fun of Tottenham, and you know it's not good for their brand. No, I, no, I it's think not. even though it's it is a third tier, tier league, I agree with you, Kevin. You, you also don't want to run Tottenham's name through the mud. Okay, so, but
0: so. what what's good for their brand is winning the Premier League or winning the FA Cup. And I would rather sacrifice and be embarrassed, maybe losing to Pasos Freida in a third tier European competition, but then a few months down the road doing much better I mean you have to weigh what the you know the the risk reward here and, and what's more important which a couple episodes we talk about Benfica and how their main focus is Champions League and so far they're looking pretty good 2-1 uh, win over PSV they've got a, you know the second leg coming up here on uh, Thursday um, again Benfica it's, it's, a, it's a tough start to the year for them but so far so good I would say yeah, yeah no, it's
1: been a I, good start I, for them. I agree. Uh, Rafa and Wago with two big goals. How about that Gappa? I think his name is Gappa. Goal for PSV. What a banger! I don't know if you had a chance to see that, Kevin. Wow, it's going to make for an interesting second leg. But yeah, the Befica came out. They had a great first half. I think second half they got pushed against the ropes a little bit. They look, they look a little shaky. But man, we're talking about a team that beat Ajax for nothing. You know, they're no joke. Yeah. They're a great team. So to, to pull that result, that was definitely huge for Bifika.
2: They, they did not look good in the second half. They yeah, lost the all. plot. They were yeah. disorganized. They were all over the map, yeah. missing passes, giving balls away. I mean, they should have come in in the second half and and put that game to bet. Sure. Letting, letting PSV get that goal, it was not good. I agree. I did not like the, like I said, I didn't like your your Yuremchuk in, in that game. Komsom um, came on. He didn't really do a lot better. We're, I think we're really missing Seferovic right now. Uh, we just sold uh, Luca Waldschmidt. I read it this morning. He's going back to Wolfsburg. So we, you know, we're losing someone up front. But at the same time, I'm, I'm not super concerned because we've got Vinicius. We've got Seferovic. I think we've got the depth enough enough depth to make up for losing Walt Schmidt but yeah I, you know a good first half second half uh not so good we're going to have to really be on our game if we're going to yeah. win the second leg. Uh,
1: usually a 2-1 uh first leg is a little shaky For sure. but, man. but now 100%. there's no away goals this year. So. That's right. Yeah, no that's a good so point. So which is which is huge. So yeah, a win's it wins a huge. win even if they they do end up winning one nothing in regular time it will yeah. go to extra time whereas years past PSV would have went through. So I think that yeah. would benefit Bifique a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah,
1: honestly, that second leg is going to be awesome. Yeah.
0: So you then, of course, game. Thursday and Friday will be the group uh, draws, group stage draws in Champions League and Europa League. So we'll be keeping a close eye on there. Uh, we'd love to see, obviously, uh, the, uh, the matchups, and I'm sure that'll be a good debate for us uh, next week when we uh, yeah. do the next episode here. But, you know, you talk a little bit about depth, and, you know, depth is a good problem to have. Uh, it's certainly a thing that a lot of people have. And that's what Fernando Santos is going to have to be dealing with as Portugal gets ready to name its squad for two World Cup qualifiers and a friendly against Qatar. Um, you know, this is kind of a big deal here because, you know, time's running out in World Cup qualifying, which is hard to believe. Uh, we're just over a year away from the start of the games in Qatar. And Portugal right now tied for first with Serbia uh, with seven points. Um, you know, realistically... This first set of games, Portugal should be doing pretty good. It's Republic of Ireland, Azerbaijan, and they got the friendly against Qatar. Um, So, before we even get to the games, let's talk about the roster itself. What are you guys thinking? Who should, who deserves a shot there? I'm going to throw one name out right away: Joao Mario. He's in form. Bring him up. Uh, What do you guys think?
1: About Joao Mario getting called up? Honestly, people think think I I hate him. I don't. I'm more against the narrative that last year he won the league with Sporting, won the league, was one of our pillars. Nobody talked about him. They're like, ah, Joe Amadi was washed up. He played three games for Bifika, three games, and now he's the best. But you got to look who he's playing for.
2: Yeah. He's playing for a big team now. Oh, God. Right? Third the third
1: biggest team in Portugal last year. Let's let's
2: go hey man. The biggest team in Portugal. I mean, you know, it makes a difference playing for being versus playing for sporting. Uh, right. Yeah, that that was my
1: only beef with it. I got, in terms of him being a quality player, I said that since the beginning. He's a great player, but yeah, that was that was my beef <laughs> with the whole situation.
2: Listen, at the end of the day, we've got Hnatsonch that's injured; he's not going to be able to get called up. Joan Felix is is injured, uh, so there's two players right there that are normally yeah. shoe ins to get called up. Uh, so, yeah, is there a chance for Joan Mari to slot in? Absolutely. Does he deserve it? Yeah, I think he does. For I think he deserved it even before. All yeah, jokes aside, so he, he had a very good season last year. Had he been called up last last season over William, you know, if somebody would ask me, you're gonna take William or Juanmari or Juanmari all day.
1: I I agree with you, Mitch, and that that's my point. I'm not talking about him as a player. I know how he is as a player. Yeah. he's been there for multiple seasons with us. I know he's quality. He's very experienced. Euro Cup winner. You know, he's a great ball mover. He's he's good with the one-twos. He, he makes your team a, a lot better. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and give you a 26-man roster because we can bring all those players there, but my issue is them playing. Yeah. You know, like we talked about it a lot uh, before with the, their starting 11, playing like William and Danilo and, mm-hmm. and leaving a lot of quality on the bench. Yeah. Coming into these qualification games, I want to see a new look Portugal, mm-hmm. you know, the Portugal that was in the Euro was unacceptable. I'd like to see a new look, young energy come in because we have a lot of great players. I don't know what you
0: think. Hold on that. a second. Unacceptable, maybe in the, you know, uh, that game against Germany, but that game against Belgium. I mean, hey, if they're fielding that lineup and and the playing the way they did against Belgium, hey, they're gonna they're gonna do extremely well. So I, I I don't know if I would use the term unacceptable. Yes, do they need to make some changes? Sure, absolutely, but. Unacceptable, man! That Belgium, squ- that squad against Belgium and the way they played, uh, like that was pretty darn good.
1: I agree, but we had to go one nothing down at half to field those players. Well, you know, it's certainly. a bit late, in my opinion. Yeah, it you needs know, to be. I
2: we, mean, to get
1: rid of that, I'm sorry to cut you off, but we yeah. have to go in there with not a defensive mentality and scared of the other team. They got to respect us.
2: Yeah, yeah. Opinion. No, Fernando, I think he he's had you know better part of two months to really sit back and analyze what happened at at the Euro, what worked, what didn't. All we can hope is that the man has enough uh, football IQ to sit back and realize he needs to make some changes and, and, you know, start to try to get the most out of the team that he's got. I've got a couple of players I'd like to see, one of which is Ricardo Arta. I think Ricardo Horta is – he's been a big player in the Portuguese league for many years. I think he's kind of – he's starting to reach his peak. And, you know, if any of you saw the game yesterday, he scored – he came off the bench. We talked about him missing in action against Sporting, a huge loss for Braga. But he came in yesterday off the bench. Obviously, he wasn't still 100% fit if he didn't start. But he came off the bench and scored a screamer yesterday to give Braga the win. 3-2 uh, so you know I think he's a big player and I think he deserves to be called up to the slice right now especially when we've got guys like Neto, Juan Felix who are injured and, and who would normally be kind of shoe-in call-ups I think giving a guy like Ricardo Horta a chance to come in is it's the right time. Honestly Mitch I, I love that that uh, you said that uh, just because he's
1: playing for Braga I think it's you know, handcuffing him a little bit but yeah like me watching him as a player so much quality and he's really growing into his own this year he's captain of braga such an important player and i think you're gonna help us i just wanted to add on one more other player i don't think he will start but uh Nunes. noon she was actually man of the match last game he was been in portugal since he was eight years old his mom's portuguese and his dad's brazilian uh, he said he came out and said whoever calls him out first brazil or portugal that's the national team he's going to play for yeah. and you know, he, he's a great player. I'm not saying he should be a shoe-in. I don't think so. But, you know, does he deserve to be one of the 26 guys? You, you can argue that he that he deserves it.
0: So, that's, so does it make it a little bit easier in the sense that um, having the friendly against Qatar... You know, does that give Fernand Sunch a little bit of room where he has that ability to try out some players that maybe aren't your traditional national team players and so forth? And, I mean, I don't want to downplay Azerbaijan, but let's face it, it's pretty much the free space on the bingo card nine times out of ten. The Republic of Ireland is going to be their most difficult game, if, you know, realistically, and they should be able to beat them. But given what we're seeing here in these three games does Fernando have a little bit of wiggle room to be a little creative and maybe come up with a bit of surprises for his roster?
1: Yeah, I think so. And uh, I know Mitch brought this up a lot, uh, you know, when we we're doing the Portugal preview. I think this would be a great chance to see how Portugal looks without Cristiano Ronaldo. I think this would be a great opportunity Uh, not to because he's getting older now, you know, he doesn't need to play against Qatar and Azerbaijan, in my opinion. I I know he's chasing that record, I don't think he's in
2: form either right now. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be a great
1: chance to see other players step in.
0: Okay, so fair enough, but I want to throw this out out there if Fernand Sanchez doesn't choose Cristiano Ronaldo. Or let's say he picks him but doesn't play him because, like you said, he's not in form or whatever. And let's say Portugal loses to the Republic of Ireland and draws against Azerbaijan. Like worst case scenario here. This next podcast, you guys will be like, "Fada for no, You're no, out of here!" No, like, come no. on. Because
2: you know what? We I I personally think as a sound, we play better without Ronaldo. So I there's there's no reason not starting Ronaldo. Why uh, you know with with 11 players uh, outside of Ronaldo, we can't easily have results against these teams. I mean, what are we talking about?
1: Yeah. Honestly, I play him against Republic of Ireland. I was just saying more of, uh, you know, the Qatar friendly or Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm. That's where me and uh, Mitch disagree. We're not going to agree on everything here. and That wouldn't make for a good podcast. But um, I think last year, oh, he him winning the, you know, the, the golden boot, Shows how he's still important. I don't think absolutely. I, I don't think to take him out of the roster after he wins the golden boot would be fair to him, and I don't agree with it. I still think he's one of the greatest players For in sure. the world. But that should you know, other players need to step up. There's maybe somebody clawing right behind him to, to to be the next. But here's, here's what I'm saying.
2: Here's what I'm saying. Right now, Ronaldo took three month vacation. He came back like a couple weeks before Juventus' first game. He got subbed off at the fifty or 60th minute, the The last game for Juve. He's not in form right now. At the end of the day, there's other players, I think, who are in form. And these are not games that we cannot win without. These yeah, are not yeah. those. We want know. to make
0: life easy for ourselves, too, because, I mean, again, it's only the top two teams. Right. Yeah. Your top your top team is qualifying for automatically the second place team goes into a playoff. So, I mean, Portugal's always done it the hard way. So why not just solidify it now and then maybe, you know, in one of the late, later stages, you can figure it out. But at the same time, you know, we talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. Hey, yesterday, August 20th was the 18th anniversary of of Cristiano Ronaldo's very first game with the national team. He was 18 years old. It was a one nothing win over Kazakhstan. And you talk about passing the torch. That game, 18-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo was subbed on for Luis Figo. So that was kind of the beginning of the whole passing of the torch stuff. So maybe you are right. Maybe there is some sort of poetic justice here uh, You know, 18 years later.
2: I mean, it's not the first time Arcelino has not called up Ronaldo for games. I mean there was a couple of Nations League games I think last year that we didn't call him up. Um, you know he's been injured and the team does very well. So I don't think I don't think we're reliant on Ronaldo to get the results. We beat Croatia for nothing without him and we played you know arguably one of the best games we've seen this generation play. You so, see this picture
0: right here Cristiano Ronaldo's telling you to uh, <laughs> <I agree>. <laughs>
1: another player I would like to see I don't know if you've seen these statistics in the last 13 games I might have these stats reversed I think it's 14 games 13 goals or 13 games 14 goals Andre Silva's been on a tear 100%. he actually scored for uh Red Bull his first goal it was a penalty shot but that's another player I'd like to see implemented more Guys, internationals. Listen, he should have I am not sitting in, oh, here
2: saying that Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo is not a good player, that he shouldn't he he doesn't have a room on the list. So all I'm saying is we need to start prepping for a post Ronaldo era for our Seleção. And in games like this where we're playing a little bit of weaker sides, Ronaldo's not in peak form. Give some other players a yeah, chance. Yeah. All jokes aside, we need aside, to start. We need to start getting a team ready that knows how to play without Ronaldo on the field. And yeah. these are these games. I feel at this point in the season right now are the perfect games to do it.
1: Yeah. All jokes aside, that's what I was saying earlier uh, against Azerbaijan or Qatar would be a good time to to see how we look without him. Yeah. But yeah, obviously going against Republic of Ireland, yeah, he, he's a shoe win.
0: Sure. So, are we expecting a full six points out of the World Cup qualifiers against the Republic of Ireland and Azerbaijan? Hundred percent.
1: If not,
2: if not, if that
1: doesn't <laughs> kick out for that, I don't know. Uh, what we'll
0: then that's a whole other debate. So, uh, you know, we I brought up that picture of um, of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo here, and uh, let me just pull it back up. So, there's been a lot of talk with Cristiano Ronaldo, some transfer. Um, Uh, Discussion about where he might go. He still has 12, uh, 12 months left on his contract. Uh, there were some rumors. So here's his Instagram page. And, and he goes, you know, anyone who knows me is aware of how focused I am on my work. Less talk, more action. This has been my guiding motto since the start of my career. However, in view of everything that's been said and written res- recently, I have to set up my position. More than the disrespect for me as a man and as a player, the frivolous way that my future is covered in the media is disrespectful to all the clubs involved in these rumors, as well as to their players and staff. So he goes on and on and on. He talks forever or whatever. Uh, Basically, he was unhappy about being linked to uh, Real Madrid. There was a lot of talk uh, there. Uh, Just today, Massimiliano Allegri, uh, ahead of their game against Udinese tomorrow, uh, said, Ronaldo told me he is staying. So does that put the end of all the transfer talk? Is this Ronaldo's last year with Juventus? Um, What do you guys think?
1: Um. I, I think when you're a player like Ronaldo coming into his last year in his contract, I think it could still happen. Well, do I think it's gonna happen? No, but yeah, um, I don't. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna stay one more year. But there's there's been a lot of talks because of Messi. Messi going to PSG. Mm-hmm. You know that's gonna help Messi. They know how they have that rivalry together. That's gonna help him having being on a really competitive team that can win the Champions League. I'm sure he's thinking about that a lot. He was linked with City, but yeah. Do I think he's gonna leave?
2: Probably not. Can he leave? Of course, yeah. I think this is a little dramatic. <laughs> like, I, you know, Ronaldo sometimes better off just not <laughs> saying anything. Like, well, he's never he, met a microphone he doesn't like, right? He doesn't, he doesn't squash the rumors squashing the rumors if he really cared about people not talking shit and rumors come out and say i'm not going anywhere i'm staying at juventus leave me alone no he says oh i'm concentrated on my work and i'm focused uh all the rest is just talk so what does that mean are you going are you staying if anything you've just Made people even more suspicious about whether you're going to stay or go. Like sometimes,
0: he's, but it's uh, good for people like us because
2: gives us something to talk. Something about. to talk about. I mean, at the end of the day, what he's going to do? I I think he's going to stay at Juve. Where's he going to go at this yeah. point in the, in the season? He's not going anywhere. He's going to stay at Juve After his contracts up. That's Come back when to Sporting. Because he's either I mean, going to he's going to do something. I mean, <laughs> I don't see him going back to Sporting. I'll be really honest with you. Oh, um, well, you see going to th- Beifika. No, no, go. he's likely going to end up at PSG or back at Man potentially MLS. The, there I was rumors know. that uh, for his brand,
1: going to the U.S. would be the best because he sport. has, uh, yeah. you know, hotels and he can brand his name a lot more. Mm. But knowing him, how competitive he is, mm-hmm. he will not leave Europe until Messi you know yeah. retires or also goes to MLS it's going to yeah. be a constant battle you
2: know they're their whole but that careers. being said how do you think Ronaldo's what do you think his season is going to be like this year at UV?
1: honestly I, man this is just me speculating obviously knowing him following him since for 18 19 years i know like you said like right now he he likes the spotlight on him right so now all the spotlights on Messi And knowing how he is, he's going to fuel him. It's going to fuel him. He, it's like the like with Michael Jordan. I don't know if you watched that documentary. Mm. He was looking for fuel. Somebody would say the smallest thing, and he would take it, and it would fuel him. I think Ronaldo's a lot like that. Right now, he's 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 getting fueled. Everything's on Messi, PSG. Yada yada yada. I think he's gonna have a great season. So I maybe mean, that could be wrong, but that's my assumption. I think. So maybe proud. that
0: helps him then for World Cup because he just saw Messi win Copa America. So maybe that'll fuel him to try and uh, help lead Portugal to a World Cup in Qatar. Because man, oh man, we sure need it. Uh, hey guys, it's time for the panel picks. Let's go.
2: Hands up, then we on the drop.
0: All right, boys. Time for the panel picks, the Tututuga panel picks. And last week, not too bad. Christian went four and one. Mitch, you went three and two. I went three and two as well. Uh, obviously, the big changes there were uh, uh, Sporting. Christian picked Sporting to beat Braga uh mitch of course picked braga that was a dumb pick uh i went with the draw that was more realistic no risk, but of no reward, that didn't go. you're right did uh, you learn
1: anything kevin don't ever go against your team don't, don't <laughs> go
0: against my team that's right hey, Pasos Freira and Boavista. we were all wrong there Boavista got the win there so uh that's how that's shaping up so christian uh so far uh in the lead at eight and one I'm in second and Mitch. Uh, looks like you'll be wearing a Sporting jersey pretty soon. So, let's talk <laughs> about this week's games. Uh we'll start off Maritimo versus Porto. Uh normally I would say everyone was going to be going with Porto, Mitch. Why'd you go with the draw? They're going to Madeira
2: and I didn't like what I saw at a fourth against Famalicão and you know, going to Madeira, it's going to be a different game. So, I'm going to I'm going to pick a draw.
1: Yeah, kay. honestly, uh going on that, I People might look at this and be like, oh, you know, Porto's the shoe-in, but going to the islands, playing in Marítimo, I don't know what it is, but when Marítimo plays at home, they're literally twice as good when they're at home. So, you know, that's I agree with that pick. I got to lean towards Porto because they have a big game, game week five. They can't afford to, to lose points. That's why I picked Porto, but I, I do respect that draw pick for you
0: uh champions league second leg benfica psv uh we all went different i'm going with the draw uh i just think benfica they just have a tendency to play play some very boring uh style of soccer and i think they're just going to uh just sit back and aim for that draw so that's where i'm going with it uh mitch we already know that you're biased uh, christian why are you going with psv
1: I'm going with PSV because when, what I've seen in that second half, they looked, you know, they're on fire. They're at home. Uh, all they need is that one goal, go to extra time. Anything can happen. But from what I've seen in that second half, I think PSV can can go through. That's, that's why I picked them.
0: Okay. Tottenham, Passos Freude. Uh, we're all going with Tottenham. Uh, We talked a little bit about that already, how uh, we think that they'll probably uh, jazz it up a little bit. Plus, I mean, they should win that, even with the B or C team. Uh, But the interesting one here, Santa Clara versus Partizan. I think it's going to be Partizan easily. Uh, I think it's going to be a very hostile environment. But Mitch, you've got your love for uh, your Surian. Hey, man. You're amazing,
2: man. <laughs> Santa Clara. They have the same
1: symbol as them, almost though.
2: They no, I, I, man, I I'm a big fan of Santa Clara this yeah, year. I just, especially with everything that they've been through, you know the. They've got – I think they're up back up to 17 eligible players right now. But they lost Costinha in the game against uh, Moreira and he was operated on. But, I mean, it's just like – it's like a Cinderella story. And it's like these these guys, I think they, they're they super motivated. They've got a really good coach. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to – Can I just another, add on to
1: that? One. I don't know. I'm, I, for, I think we forgot to mention this. They lost Carlos Jr. recently, yes. yeah. uh, their top goal scorer of all time, I believe, in Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I thought I heard that he was the top goal scorer of all time. I think he is. But, but he was a huge player for them and quality, quality player. I think he was the most for fantasy teams. I think that could be a huge loss for them.
0: Yeah. And but our I fifth... Fifth game of the week, uh, Serie A getting started. Juventus taking on to the NAZI. We all think that Cristiano Ronaldo and Juve uh, will pull out the W, I would suppose. eh?
1: Yes. I adding on to what we were saying earlier, I think Ronaldo's going to come out really fiery. I think it's – and then after the season they had last year, I think they want to you know, be the biggest team in Italy again. I think they're going to come out strong.
2: Yeah, Juve needs a big year.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Saji star of the week and uh, just because we were just talking about the Mitch uh why don't you fill us in on who you think was the shining star of the week
2: Yeah it's uh you Sa- Sagi stars of the week Santa Clara I mean again I, I've talked about it you know I this team with what they've gone through and you know the limited amount of of players that they've had and to see the the results that they're getting on on the European stage uh, you can't, you can't say enough about these guys. If you watch the game against more, just the gaha and the, and the heart that these guys were playing with. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a really nice thing to see a team come together and just playing the way that they are. So they are my saji stars of the week.
0: All right. And what about you, Christian? Uh,
1: my sad star of the week is Pedro. I'm just joking. Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> 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 Bruno Fernandes. Uh, Honestly, I don't think there is a player that like that does not deserve this more than him, man. He deserves this. There is no other Portuguese player or anybody in the Portuguese league that I've seen that, you know, deserve that more than Bruno Fernandes. He came out, scored a hat-trick, had a huge, huge game. Honestly, I think the only reason why he's not a captain is because he's not from England. He he motivates the team. He pushes the team forward. hmm i thought that was huge especially after a, a horrible euro that he had mm-hmm. to his standards yeah. um i think coming out with that uh, hat trick in the opening game was was massive that's so I that's
0: a, you that. make a good point that's i really true. hope that he steps it up here in these world cup qualifiers and really proves why uh you know that he can get the job done here because we certainly need his help i'm going with diego jota uh, scored a big goal for liverpool again today uh, off a header um he is—he's uh, pretty solid. Uh, you know, what is what else is there to say? And I think that he's a, a big part of Liverpool's uh, arsenal, and uh, just such an exciting player to watch. I, mean, I love this kid; he's fantastic. Two
1: players that you know had bad heroes came out for sure. A great start this year, which I think is important for Portugal. Absolutely,
2: especially going into these qualifiers. Yes.
0: All right, boys. Uh, that wraps up another podcast. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Again, this was our, uh, uh, we're on Spotify finally. So, uh, that's a lot of fun. Of course, you're watching us on YouTube. Don't forget to send us any of your questions, comments, concerns, whatever you want to talk about. We can get some of those questions as well. Drop us a line on Instagram, Twitter, uh, again, And YouTube and and Spotify, all that stuff. Text us if you want, if you know us, whatever. Just have some fun. This is a lot of fun. We really enjoy doing this. Uh, We are going to have a very busy show next week as we're talking about Fernand roster. We're talking about the group stage draws for Champions League. Of course, we've got the Liga Portugal. Uh, So much to talk about, so little time. I love it, but it's always a fun time. So, Christian, Mitch, I'm Kevin. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again uh, next week. So, Have a good one, guys. Ciao,
2: guys. Ciao.